bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I saw a documentary, and I thought nothing of it until I watched it, and I actually understood what it actually meant. About a year ago, I did my DNA, then I did African DNA, and I did all of all of us DNA and it kept coming back to southwestern uh, Africa in that region of Nigeria. In a place called Benin. And. As I as I watched the documentary on Netflix titled Descendants. It it showed that people from Benin were illegally transported to Mobile, Alabama. It's when it struck me that my mother and my father's families migrated to Chicago from Hertzboro, Alabama, a suburb of one of the smaller cities there. And I thought, hmm. So they grew up outside Montgomery, Alabama. They're from Alabama. Benin. And and it it didn't strike me until I realized the depth to which the I like to call tomfoolery, but in real life you just call it the idiocy, the deceitfulness, the cowardly family that decided to steal people from Africa and bring them to America and then try to hide the evidence. Fortunately, there was a group of people in Alabama who decided 
that since the story was told 90 years after Zora Neale Hurston wrote it, Baccaroon, the story of the last black cargo, it now came to fruition. With interviews of the last known descendant of the 1860 voyage, Koju, I'm sorry, Cujo Lewis. I'm so excited. I, I can mispronounce simple words. But then when you look at the history and you look at the depth of which the African tribes, the African people, the African natives were disassembled and tossed around the globe. It's, it's, it's great to hear that someone had the temerity to create what's, what's now called the Clotilda Descendant Association to bring back and create what's needed in Alabama and bring about what's rightfully theirs. Today, our guest is Altavis, who is the vice president of this Clotilda Descendants Association. Good evening, Altavis. How are you? Good evening, Dr. Harris. I am well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am, needless to say, a little overwhelmed. Uh, that documentary... <laughs> gave me goosebumps knowing that my family was from Alabama and now I will have to yeah. find out where their yeah. parents migrated from and how they got Absolutely. to Alabama. Yes, yes. yes. So, Please do. Um, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the um, one of the emotions, one of the behaviors, one of the acts that we as Clotilda descendants hope um, is is given to others as they hear our story. We, we hope that others are inspired to say, you know what, let me find out who I am, where I'm from. Let me connect the missing pieces. And so you were, first of all, were you in the the Netflix video, the Netflix documentary? I was not in that video, but two of my cousins and my uncle Gary okay. um, were in that video. Um, I actually, myself and my uncle Gary, um, were in a documentary um, uh, curated by National Geographic. Okay. Um, which is on National Geographic and it's on Hulu and Disney Plus and such. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Help, help me with the story. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. How did the Clotilda come to America, and how how exactly? I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that somebody decided yeah, to yeah. commit a crime. Correct. Of 110 Correct. A people, federal, a federal, and tr- right? A federal offense, and yeah. and try to hide it. Correct. Well, yeah, not try to hide it. They they did hide it in plain sight, of course. Um, because this story is known to every person in that area, in the southern Alabama region. This was the worst kept secret <laughs> of, of the state of the region. Um, so, and, and I am a direct descendant of Cujo Lewis. He was my great, great, 
great grandfather. Okay. Um, okay, so. 1860, there was a gentleman, Timothy Mayer, who said, you know what? Even though the importation of slaves into the United States has now been deemed a federal crime punishable by, by death, I can still bring in some slaves. I, I have the authority. I have the entitlement. I have the resources to do such. And... That is what he did, basically. Um, he connected with a uh, captain, Captain Foster, who had a schooner called the Clotilda. And, and let me just say, the Mayer family, they were in the shipping business. So, you know, they had resources, they had boats, so that they had these um, resources. So he connected with Captain Foster. They refitted the schooner Clotilda, um, refitted the hull so that it could carry human beings, transport them. Um, and the, the thought was that the Clotilda, um, because of the type of ship that it was, it was streamlined, it was fast, that it could be the best option because it could evade capture. So Captain Foster went over to Benin, and uh, contracted with the um, king of the then Dahomey tribe, King Galele. Mm -hmm. The original, um, he was originally supposed to bring 125 slaves. That was, you know, the, the amount of resources that he had for 125 slaves. He was over there, um, 110 or uh, 110-ish loaded on. He gets spooked uh, because there are ships coming and they set sail. My, and, and interestingly enough, my ancestor Kucho, as he recounts in his story in Veracruz, he was not a part of that original 110. He cried out to his friend, Chibi, um, and because he cried out, they then grabbed him and took him aboard uh, the ship. And they traveled through the Middle Passage um, for two months, landed uh, Mobile Bay. They were taken off of the ship around the three-mile island area, um, again, to um, evade capture, because now we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about people who are creating a federal crime. There are union soldiers, there are soldiers around, you know, they are afraid because if they are caught, if they are captured, this is punishable by hanging this offense. Um, my ancestor and the other 109 captives um, were left in the swamp for weeks, naked, hungry, beaten, bruised, disillusioned, um, and then they were taken and divided, mm -hmm. um, and some were um, sent to, and they were sent to various parts of Alabama. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when we come back, I wanna I wanna ask you about uh, two quick things. One, why is this story so important to African Americans worldwide? And 
when we when we think about the story of this slave ship, I, I wonder what are some of the some of the things we need to understand about your loss of legacy. We're talking to Altavis. She is the vice president of the Clotilda Descendants Association. And you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number if you want to hit me on the talk and text line. We'll have a uh, see if we can ask Altavis any questions. Our guest is Altavis. She is the vice president of the Clotilda Descendants Association. And do you still live in Alabama? I do not, actually. Um, I, my family, my immediate family and I moved from Mobile in the uh, late 80s. Uh, I currently reside in Philadelphia. Okay. But I, I travel home as often as I possibly can. Okay. So wh- why, why, why should this story be important to African-Americans, blacks, people that make up the African diaspora worldwide? Why would it be important to them? Absolutely. Um, well, first let me say that this should be important to all Americans because this this is an American story. This this story of my ancestor has been intricately interwoven into the tapestry of America. Um, and that is an in of itself and part and parcel why it should be important to African Americans. Um, what happened to my ancestors, to these 110 Africans, happened to the ancestors of every African American in this country. This isn't a singular story. We are fortunate enough to know our story, to know our heritage. Um, and, and because of that, we are grateful. But this is every African-American story. Nuances are different. Situation is the same. We were all stolen, taken captive, and brought to a land to be tortured and subjugated for our entire time here. This story tells not just of that tale, but it tells of the origin of a people. It shows African Americans who don't know their history that we were people before we were slaves. We were educators. We were farmers. We were royalty. We were craftspeople. We did not magically appear in this country as slaves. And we did not come here 
willingly. And there were many of us who were taken who always yearned to return home. That yearning never leaves you. There is that continent-shaped hole in every African-American spirit that yearns for home, the yearns to be reconnected to its origin. So very true. And so now you have, for lack of a better term, lost a legacy that should have rightfully been yours when they built Africa town. So at, 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 at what, at what level can, can you assume the amount of money that your ancestors have lost <laughs> over the years? I, 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 I can't imagine building an entire town and becoming self-sufficient and having somebody come behind Correct. you and do what they did Correct. in Tulsa to Africa town. Correct. We're, we're talking billions of dollars, of current dollars, billions. Absolutely. Because, again, where, where would you find a self-sustaining community? You, you, you will not. not. Not in this country, not of African, not of Africans, not just African-Americans, but Africans but African descent. who right. barely spoke the language, who were learning the culture and the customs all while reinstituting their own customs and culture. You know, you're making me speechless, right? (laughs) You know, you're, you know, because you, you think about just one group of people, you know, I was, I was reading uh, Shamari Will's book, black fortunes and came across the name and, you know, in like as far back as 1841, William Alexander um, Leidesdorf, who was mixed uh, Jewish, okay. Danish, and Virgin Islander, and mm. was the first black millionaire because he went out to mm. to, I guess California that was then Mexico, part of Mexico still, right. and became yeah. a millionaire. Yeah. But then when he died, he's worth 38 million dollars in in 2018 wow. dollars. Wow. A white man took over his property and went to his mother down in the Virgin Islands, found her. They were estranged. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sold it to her for two point one million and it was worth thirty eight million. Mm. I'm sorry, wow. bought it and, from her. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. it's that type of thing that when you think all Correct. the way back to Africa town, it nothing's really right. changed. No, nothing has changed. But the what I will say the the beauty of our story is that we, as the descendants, have held on to it. And we haven't just held on to it for ourselves. We have been intentional in educating our children, our descendants. And so because of that, not only can no one take um, our true heritage away from us, but then we are empowered, we are emboldened to say, no, 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 no. This first is ours, and secondly, we're taking it back. And and that is the process of what's happening in Africa Town. Um, while of course there is so much blight, 
um, the the community that was once thriving is now a, a, a skeletal relic of itself, which is, of course, unfortunate. Um, but there's now attention, and there's global attention on Africatown, on the descendants. And with that type of attention, with that type of support, the detractors who were once in control, in commission, um, who who were reigning over um, our people, our community, have to now stop. All right. Because eyes are watching, because support wow. is here, because systems are coming into place that saying, you know what, no, 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 not this, not anymore. This stops. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, all that you've shared with us. Is there anything you want to leave us with today? Uh, well, thank you for having me. Um, I, I, this is uh, a part of our mission as a as an association. It is to to educate. It is to honor. It is to share our story. Um, please, I. I beg your listeners to go to our website, thequiltildestory.com. Um, understand more of us and what we're doing, and, and please support our efforts um, in any way that you can. Share our story with every person that you encounter and allow our story to be the catalyst for you to, to, dig deep, to, to no longer be afraid to peek behind the veil of slavery um, to see what you'll find. Find yourself. I thank you so very much for that. Altavis, Vice President of the Clotilda Descendants Association, if you get a chance, (laughs) check out the Hulu documentary and the Netflix documentary. It will leave you speechless and quite possibly in tears. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate my time here. All right. Thank you so much. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. When we come back, more thoughts on the Clotilda. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Funny how they call that Biggie Smalls. Does anybody even know what his actual name is? That's funny. He's your cousin. Right. So when you were growing up, somebody in your family told you, Kyle, that your cousin was Biggie. And then what you do when he got shot? 
<laughs> hey, your mama said, look in the mirror. Eight three three two one two run one zero one seven is the number. I'm so behind um, on my talking text line. Who is this? Doc B. To answer your question, because you know, before in the four o'clock hour, we were talking about why would why would somebody? And I guess we could pick it up again. Why, why would somebody that's white decide to be a minority? Pretend they're black. So. Dr. B, Doc, Doc B said, to answer your question, doctor, on why whites would want for what you inferred, step down. I didn't infer stepping down. I didn't say that. As far as what we blacks have gone through to pass, through, to pass for black would be sometimes they can pass for affirmative action requirements. But mostly we have a swag and a rhythm culture. We call each other brother and sister blood or, or, or not people want to be a part of that film. And especially, especially our dress, our hair, music language. That's why a commercial for Alka-Seltzer cold medicine said all white actors on a, on a ski slope. The only drip you should have is in your ski gear, a nod to what black people call a well-dressed person. And not the dripping runny nose. I've watched this for decades. <laughs> you know what? I I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. Talking text on the, the call that said, do you think that ship owner could have been related to our former mayor and maybe changed the spelling or pronunciation of their last name? Um, yeah. And 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 based on what we were talking about, the caller also said, have you seen any pictures of her? Maybe she feels more attractive pretending to be black. Well, you can tell her. I don't know if she went to a tanning salon or I don't know if they took the picture and they put a filter on it or something. But you can you can see she has um, darker features. That's the Italian in her. You know, or quite possibly Sicilian. That's that's that feature in her, you know. That that European, you know, feature. And so if you look at her, she looks almost Middle Eastern in terms of skin tone and skin color. Um, but even even if you have white skin, I, I there's something about a Middle Easterner. I don't know if it's the. The shape of the head, the the nose, the forehead, the the ears, the chin, the lips. Even if it looks predominantly white in feature or Caucasoid in feature, it still, you can almost, you can almost, I can roughly 90% tell when someone is from the Middle East and when they're from Northern Europe, you know, Danish or, you know, Denmark, all that. So, but I, but I find it just weird that someone would actually bother to make themselves, you know, the way, the way we complain about being black, why someone would do that. I don't understand that. 833-212-1017 is the number. Colleen, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How you doing here, Mr. Harris? I'm good. Yeah, I'll be, yeah if you would have uh, remembered when they first brought this story out about her uh, pretending to be black, they did state 
that she did a lot of tanning. That's not her original color. <laughs> she did a lot of tanning. And um, I want to go uh, to the story of the Cotilda. That was, you know, um, she gave a lot of good information, but there's so much going on in regards to that WMPR, uh, um, WPR, actually, Wisconsin Public Radio uh-huh. dot com. They have a real, real good, I mean, excellent documentary um, on there. I heard it in January, and I brought it to Tory Lope first, and you stole it. No, actually, you didn't. But anyway, he was supposed to actually look and find that information and bring it to his show. But I'm telling you, you're talking about some good, solid stuff. Um, and they have it where the Africans are all out, you know, uh, within that area of African town, you know, excited, you know, making up a big roar about, you know, them beginning to recognize that historical area. And actually, I have a cousin that lives in that vicinity as well. She actually has a rental home in African town. And I'm telling her, don't you sell it, house. Don't you sell it because <laughs> you're going to be able to get some good money for it. So, you know, as they're renovating, they're renovating that area and making it an historic area. That's what's actually happening over there. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it's it's going to be so big after a while. I mean, it's going to be a site where people are really going to be able to go. and They're going to have all kinds of, you know, things set up where the historical story is going to be told. So I wanted to leave that with you, Dr. Ken. Stay on your subjects and stop going jumping around. They always taught you in school to stay with your subject. When you start the show, stay with the subject and stop jumping. Well, here's the thing. I love you. Here's the thing, Colleen. First first of all, thank you for that. Number two. I'm Arlene. This is Arlene, your advocate. Okay. Yeah, this is your. But why you got to holler at me when you correct me? You must be a teacher. Because because you uh, called what? me out of my name, but I know you got it from your producer. But I can no apologize, can't I? Yes, you okay, can. Okay, I apologize, yes, Arlene. I apologize. But I can do what I want to do because it's my show. So I can talk out of turn and I can <laughs> ask. <laughs> all right, all right. So there. All right. All right. I appreciate you. you. Take care. Yep. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I like when Arlene calls. She get to holler at me and harass me and put me in my place. Told me don't be calling me like what? What? Better get it right. I think I'm gonna do this and get 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 them get some commercials right too. This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on one zero one seven The Truth, the Truth app, and one zero one seven thetruthcom This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Want to remind you the Black Business Give Back is here and it's back. We have teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000. That's six grand worth of free commercial advertising for three months to 
five black businesses each quarter in 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth and for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank, member FDIC. Also want to remind you, the award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates Black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month as we celebrate Black History Month. 1017 The Truth's Celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by the UW Credit Union, Tayback Law, Cardinal Stretch, and American Family Insurance. Also want to remind you, Friday, I'm live at Concordia University for the Economics, Politics, and Philosophy on the Bluff Speaker Series. Our guest will be Dr. Rachel Ferguson of Concordia University, Chicago, author of the book we'll be discussing, Black Liberation Through the Marketplace, along with our very own teammate Jason Fields and Dr. Van Mobley, professor of history and economics. I'll be right there. We'll be exploring the economics of the African-American community right here in Milwaukee. That's Friday from 4 to 6, February 24th, right here on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the Concordia Robert W. Plaster Collaboratorium. If you want to see me live, thetruth.eventbrite.com. And tonight at 6 o'clock, there's a Zoom webinar you can also get information on. Starts at 6, right after my show. And uh, Mr. John Stossel, who's known for having a career on ABC News, Fox Business Network, and Reason TV, where he presents freedom and his enemies. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and Friday, if you want to attend, you got to register first, thetruth.eventbrite.com, and come up to Concordia and check it out and have a say and talk and all that fun stuff. also want to tune in to the new 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 11 right after my 10 o'clock show for all of us at 11 for our new show, Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. It's hosted by me and Fred Johnson, Vice President and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. Uh, Fred and I will be talking about Erie Insurance's community engagement efforts and how they're really looking to make a positive impact in Milwaukee. They've got jobs for you. They've got agent positions for you. They've got training, and they even help you get your college degree. So again, don't miss this diversity and excellence powered by area insurance this Saturday at 11, right here on the new one Oh one seven, the truth. Eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven is the number. Um, my mind's just been on the Clotilda all day. And I've been thinking about this coming up and I've been thinking about the fact that, that, you know, Zora Neale Hurston's book, talking to one of the last surviving descendants on the 1860 voyage, is profound in that very rarely do we have a firsthand account of something so profound in a person's life as to have been put on a ship and taken through the Middle Passage to Mobile, Alabama, and eventually build and grow a life that that makes your descendants proud. 
I find that phenomenal. I find that interesting because, yeah. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. So there's this conversation on the talking text line about race and colorism and things of that nature. Someone made the comment. You know, I think we just need to have a show on color and just kind of let the just kind of let the dog out the house. You know, open the door and let it out because. I may not think about it, and I've had people call me certain things growing up, and I never took it to heart until I became an adult and I watched other people say things to other people and watch other people get treated in a certain way because of their skin tone. Be they lighter or darker, but the fact that they had Features of their face and body representative of the African diaspora they were treated in a, in a way that was negative. I've watched people get fired, let go, told they had to resign their job or be fired. Strange things. Watch people react to black people in ways that they never react to a white person, like a tall White person would never intimidate a woman, but a tall black man does. You know, those those types of really bizarre um, reactions. And I, and I think it's unfortunate because we don't give uh, discussion to certain things. And I think here at the new 1017 The Truth, it's important that we actually discuss those things. Um I didn't want to do it during Black History Month. But I think I need to find someone, men and women, to discuss some things that are, I wouldn't say taboo, but I would say not discussed in our community. And I think there's that, that it's time we actually do that. And so bear with me putting together a program that I think you will enjoy. And I think it'll cause you pause and it'll cause you the ability to just think about what the black community is doing in Milwaukee and what we can do. To make it better. Is, is there, I have questions that I have about very specific things that have occurred in Milwaukee, people that have made it, people that have not made it, people that have been treated great, people that have not been treated great. Why? I don't know. But I'm going to start to point the finger at some things in our community and say, hey, what is that? I want every Divine Nine organization and Prince Hall Masons to be ready. I'll be calling and I want you on the show. 
to discuss what's going on in our city and what can be done. That's it. Tori, come here. Ah, no, 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 no. You did it now. You see this? I'm having this. I'm having this heartfelt conversation, telling people how I feel and how I want to. And and they out there scared. Who was you screaming at, Tony? It was, it was, it was Tony. Talk and see if it's hey, going. There hey, there you go. How you doing, Doctor King? No, you get to come in here too. Come here. I was talking to I was get talking your, to Tony Smith. T- see. Cause we was uh we about See. to you know come on next with our uh, Black History Always but See. Uh, you know we we already bringing the hey, heat. My name's Bennett. I ain't in it. Yeah, you is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, we appreciate you, Doctor Kendo. We definitely appreciate. No, you, you. don't. You opened the door. <laughs> I sure did. I, you know, I was screaming and you know, in my brain. I was looking at the clock. And I just wanted to come in and Screaming say. Screaming and hollering. And I it. wanted to just stop mm, in and say hi to everybody mm. on the Dr. Ken show. Yeah, right. And tease our show that was coming <laughs> next. Y'all going y'all gonna to be live? Yeah. Ooh. Well, tell them what's coming up. Hey, what's coming up next is Black History Always. How sports affect black history. Yep. It's going to be yep. a powerful conversation. Yep. Telly, Tori, and Tony. Got to get back to Jesse Owens, baby. Hey, look. Jesse Owens let us know. Let them know that... Uh, I know that's right. You can't compete with that power. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's great. Hey, so I guess I'll be telling you Tori Lowe, Tori Tully, and Tony will be coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. And um, I can't wait to listen. I'll be listening. It's going to be great. Look, I appreciate you, Dr. King, for letting us tease what's coming up at 6 p.m. Absolutely. Across all the stations in Wisconsin, ESPN, The Truth. Yep. Yep. 620 WTMJ. Big time, baby. Hey, powerful. I know that's right. A powerful conversation. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Make sure you stay right here. Uh, never miss a show. You can stream us on multiple platforms the Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I'll see you in 22 hours. God bless. Take care. I'm out. <laughs>